John, which part that you fell asleep to is your favorite? Oh my god, what have I done? Eggs Benedict Cumberbatch. Who the fuck is singing? Yeah, again, I don't know why I'm defending any of this. Okay, so I was right. Suck it, Zach. Love I it. will I fucking end you. <laughs> oh no, and this is the crazy thing about balls. Like, the more... The more <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Middle of the Road, the podcast. We disappeared for a while. We were rethinking things a little bit. And we're coming back with a little bit different schedule going forward. We've decided to start looking into the past with some of our episodes, and then we'll continue to review movies of the present as well, just not as regularly. Internally, we are voting and picking which movie, big movies we'd like to talk about. Today's episode will not be about a major release. It'll be about one of our first flashback episodes, uh, which will be either 10 or 20 years into our past. Uh, This first one is from 2008, which is the year of the superhero movies starting up. And we're actually going to be talking about one of those, uh, Peter Berg's Hancock. Uh, This franchise did not take off, no pun intended, like uh, the the Marvel franchise, which started this year as well. And is anyone else confused about the pun? Take off. Flying. Oh, I thought we were talking about his ejaculation stuff again for John with Hancock. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I hate you. You don't have to say everything that comes to your mind. Um, So, yeah. So, sometimes we'll be talking about something from 2008. Sometimes we'll be talking stuff from 1998, which kind of is right around where the modern blockbuster kind of took off. Um, I would say... Jurassic Park is probably the kind of reinvented the blockbuster post Jaws and Star Wars, but that movie was just way ahead of its time in 94. Once 99 rolls around, you start getting to see the special effects start getting better. That actually had Star Wars, The Phantom Menace, really was the first digital character, all that jazz. So I think 98 uh, is a good reference point as the furthest for us to go back to talk about this modern era of cinema. So, like I said, you're going to get some 2008 stuff, some 1998 stuff, and some present stuff. Two to three episodes a month, we'll probably talk about a new release movie, and that will also probably, if there's a 30 in a month, it's probably being tied into a movie that actually connects to one of our flashback movies. Uh, and we've got a pretty tight schedule, hopefully, that we'll stick to, and we'll be able to give you a heads up so you can follow along um, a little bit easier than in the past, especially the past month of episodes where we had no idea what we were going to do. Did we have any episodes this past month? Maybe. <laughs> um, then I also imagine we're going to still have some bonus episodes pop up here and there for stuff that we didn't vote on. Stuff that we all didn't want to see. I can already tell you next month I want to record a bonus episode for Duncan Jones' new movie Mute, which is a Netflix movie. And um, yeah, you'll still see bonus episodes pop up here and there. But these main episodes will keep you on track as to what is coming next. Uh, So with that, 
we're going to get into Hancock. Like I said, Peter Berg directed 2008, starred Will Smith and Charlize Theron and Jason Bateman. I think this is right before... Um, and the kid who played Brick in the middle. Okay. And um, he's the kid that tells him to fuck off or something in the beginning, right? He got, Yeah, he's the kid who calls him an asshole. Yeah, the, un- the every, unaging well, every, kid. Everybody calls him an asshole. <laughs> and <laughs> one of the best jokes of the movie. I loved it. Oh, so much. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Just how he hated being called an asshole. Oh, yeah. Stupid. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to ask Ben. So each of us pick three movies from each of these respective years we're going to be flashing back to. And I want Ben picked Hancock for us. And I want to know why Ben picked this movie. Um, I picked it because I think it's just a generally great movie. I think it's one of Will Smith's better performances at the time. Like, of course, he's done more dramatic role since but i loved him as this tragic character in a sense but also you know still had that trademark will smith humor uh jason bateman is great as well and i think it's it, it didn't get the love it deserved when it came out because it was it was right after i think it was right before no it was right after yeah right after iron man uh like which again you know was this huge huge movie that made tons of money that everyone loved it and i just think hancock kind of fell uh off to the side uh quickly which um and i i think i think uh movies like hancock and unbreakable are both there's they're different than your your typical comic book movie just because they don't for me someone who doesn't know the like i don't know who this character is i don't know how it's gonna pan out i don't know um the bigger twists and turns like winter soldier i i knew it was going to happen long before it happened because i knew who the winter soldier was uh same with iron man i knew where that was going and it's that kind of thing that i like that unpredictability so as someone who's a comic book fan i do like the occasional superhero movie that i i go into knowing almost nothing okay did you like this more than iron man or dark knight which were the other two big superhero movies um i liked it about as much as I liked Iron Man, not as much as I liked Dark Knight. Okay. Um, I would push back. For I think the idea for this movie is pretty good to great. Um, the The original title for this movie. Does anybody know what it is? No. no. It It was called Tonight He Comes, in the very sexual sense, because. It was supposed to be about his sexual frustration and how he can't sleep with anybody to completion. Um, did anybody watch the unrated version of this? Or did yeah, I, what version? I did. Uh, I watched whatever Kyle gave me. Okay. I'm going to assume well, it's the did, unrated version. Did they say fuck? I don't know. I was only like half paying attention half the <laughs> did, time. Did he eject? Yeah, you mean through did the he ceiling? eject you late? <laughs> he shot her through the room. <laughs> then yes. No, he he threw her off himself so she did not get killed yeah. well, by his see, semen. You don't see that happen, so I just assumed he like <laughs> shot her off him and then proceeded to aim at the ceiling. I hadn't seen uh, the unrated 
the unrated version before uh, a couple weeks ago, and I gotta say, I did not like that scene. The rest of the movie I did. Because it was really weird and rapey? It wasn't rapey, yeah. was it? That woman was very forceful. Oh, she was rapey. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just, yeah. <laughs> I just, I didn't really care for it. Well, um, it, yeah, it was that, like uncomfortable. Yeah, it was. Well, I don't think, I think it was supposed to be a little uncomfortable, but I also think that the that I believe that scene was not in the theatrical version. John, which version no. did you watch? I watched the theatrical version. I saw this in theaters. <laughs> but did you rewatch it recently, like yeah. you're supposed to? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Did the, is that scene in the version you saw? No. Okay. So, I believe in the version that you saw, it basically cuts from the opening action scene to Jason Bateman trying to sit the in the boardroom. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So, th- oh, why didn't I get that version? So, so this version has him. This woman tracks him down at a bar to basically have sex with him, and he takes her back to his place. And he's like, you know, when things are about to happen, you got to get out of there. And they do it. He's like, mountaintop, mountaintop, throws her off her, and then holes from his ejaculate go through the ceiling of his house. Basically, this movie wanted to answer all the questions you have about Superman. Yes, yes. Like, how does he shave? That would have been interesting to me. But the, hey, uh, the movie didn't also stick spoiler with that alert, by the way. Oh yeah, sorry. Spoilers. <laughs> what? We didn't just say, we just didn't talk about spoilers. Um, well, I mean, nothing has been a spoiler so far. Yeah, I mean, this is five minutes into the movie, but I think I would much rather watch that movie, and I really did enjoy that scene because I thought. That was actually some of Will Smith's best performance in the movie. Was just how sad and desperate and depressed his world is, and uncomfortable he is. And they, I just feel like they never really got back into. It feels like Will Smith came on board in this movie, but that's the weird thing is he does commit to being an asshole a lot, but at the same time, the movie does abandon the sexual part of this things after that one scene so it's and i'm very okay with that like i feel like with the original title it was supposed to be something very different from what it was and i'm pretty glad do you know who wrote the movie the original version vince gilligan of breaking bad (laughs) jesus so i think if they i don't know what they changed or how much they did but vince gilligan made it sound like he has a credit on the movie but that's what his movie was exploring, this sexual frustration of being a superhero. Which I think is a far more interesting than the basically pretty basic superhero movie we get here. With effects that don't really aren't really quite up to snuff yet for some of the stuff they try to do in this. I don't know. What does everybody else think? Um... I gave it a 6 out of 10 the first time I saw it, and it's been demoted since then Mm. with my second viewing. Like, I wasn't really entertained while watching it. I usually, for this type of thing, I try to pay attention, or like, I watch the movie and that's all I do. I don't look at my phone or anything Mm -hmm. or tweet like John always does. (laughs) But this one, I got, it was very easy to get distracted, because I just didn't care about this character. Like, he opens up, and he's basically the equivalent of someone that's trying to, or that is currently being cut out of Hollywood because he is like he's got anti-gay slurs in his vocabulary. He's got uh, 
He tries to grab a woman's butt when she walks past mm-hmm. him. And he's just not a likable character. And I've said it millions of times on this podcast and just <laughs> in general conversation. If a movie's about a character that I can't like, then I'm not going to enjoy the movie. I've never heard what? you say that at all. <laughs> John must have been sleeping during that part of the podcast. We, the one I'm thinking of that we've definitely talked about is Chronicle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. John. And Rogue One. Mm-hmm. That's just one character, though. I will say, I will admit, I fully planned on going into tonight's episode without rewatching it. Because I was like, man, I don't want to watch this. Um, John, that's the one rule of this podcast. <laughs> no, this is true. So here's the thing. So here's the thing. I, I saw this in theaters with my friends when I was in high school. And, ten years ago. Yeah, ten years ago. And... <laughs> It was, like, it was okay, but I guess over time I'm just like, I don't know why this movie exists. Like, I don't know what the point of this movie is. And yeah, it's a very, well, before I get to that. So, I I had a lot of hesitance going into today's episode for watching this. But I was like, do you know what? I have to. That's not fair to everyone else. Um, I need to watch it. So, I watched it. And at first I was like, hey, this isn't as bad as I remember. And I really liked the tone and the pacing. And I forgot that it started out way funnier than I remembered. And then towards the end, I was like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> and so I kind of and I I bounced around and probably ended up probably where Lauren is. Um, I don't know why this movie got made. I like <laughs> like and that's not to say the acting isn't good or the characters aren't funny or compelling or that there isn't maybe a gem of a story there like i think the whole backstory behind Charlize theron's character and oh, i hated character, that. i thought it was interesting and i thought it was very like no, i i loved it I, like if there's not a lot of mythos or build up with a backstory that like maybe potentially in like a future sequel we would delve more into i i hate that kind of film where it's just like oh i'm just supposed to accept this i liked this idea that Charlize theron and will smith's character knew each other all along and that somehow their abilities were connected to like whether or not they stayed together and it ended up being this sort of i love you but for that reason i have to let you go which is super cliche but an interesting take on it in this superhero context so there's a lot of cool ideas there but this movie blew like it wasn't like i don't there wasn't this movie would have been great as a if netflix were around back then or if like a lot of these streaming services that are now putting out original content was back was around back then this movie i think would have been perfect for it because i would have watched it on the weekend be like huh that was interesting i guess and then moved on with my life um but i think i'm kind of salty that i watched this in theaters and i feel like i should get seven dollars back um wait controversial opinion Uh, though controversial um, opinion bright is better than Mm -hmm. this movie and i liked bright a lot better than this movie well, but I think John, both you and I actually enjoyed Bright. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Will Smith essentially plays the same character in both of these movies, and it's kind of tiring. But I liked it a lot better in <laughs> oh, Bright. 
Speaking of his character, I forgot to throw in he's also a child abuser because that kid he threw up into the atmosphere definitely has some broken. No, I thought that was hilarious. I'm sorry, that was beautiful. (laughs) That kid is dead. That kid kid is dead. He totally deserved it. He had a soft touch when he caught him. No, he Um. didn't. From from the um, from the minute I, that fat ass greasy haired French kid walked on screen, I was like, <laughs> "Fuck this kid! I hope he dies." And he did yeah, it, which stupid is good. Michelle. But he got what was coming to him. Let's just say speaking that. of Michelle, though, the reason I have such a problem with Charlize Theron's uh, backstory thing is that it just feels so tacked on because it's like you want to make this journey of this character but i guess they run out of stuff because his character sucks so let's throw in this whole backstory of random stuff in the last act of the movie the last third and like honestly mm-hmm. her character is just there to make his character more interesting there's no point to her character other than that and i can't i can tell you the name of michelle but i can't tell you her name nope um i i think Again, I like the i the, the the premise of if if they find each other, but they're still super strong. Yeah, it was so confusing because it's like we were we yeah. were built to be together, but you're supposed to be this one Not. guy who's supposed to be all powerful, but we're supposed to be together, and we become weak if we're together. So, like, pick a lane, guys. What's the story you're going with? <laughs> well, it also is the the other reason. I will say though, I think Charlie's. Theron's doing a really great job in the first half of the movie when she's playing all those scenes very knowing. Like every yeah, time like they w- cut to her. Yeah, like watching it a second time, it's like, oh yeah. Yes. But I mean, she does a great job with that. But then the movie totally betrays her character when all of a sudden she's an irrational, <laughs> crazy person. And I know yeah, she doesn't want to be called crazy. crazy. Well, I love just like when he finds out the truth about her, she shows up in all black all of a sudden. It's like, what the heck happened? Yeah, and her boobs are hanging <laughs> yeah. out. And it's like... Yeah, I agree that the wardrobe choice for her showing up was, was a little... so weird. Little like, it would have been so much better if she showed up still looking like a soccer mom or something. Also, why did he... Why would she ever yeah, throw... Yeah, there was like, no he, reason he, to he reveal herself. Yeah, it wasn't like he's only going to come around more if he knows well, I, that you're Yeah, but as, don't tell I my husband, guys. She just overreacted and she, you know, is... She's dealing with a lot of emotions and she feels guilty about leaving him the way she did. Yeah, She was also true. probably a little tipsy. Okay. I don't know. I mean, well, I guess they can get seem tipsy at that point in the Yeah, movie. but I mean, think about Bateman was blackout drunk. Yeah, but so he I, was I mean, also drinking least... <laughs> other things. She just used, she said, oh, I've been drinking, so I'm emotional now. I don't think she was drinking that much. She, she might have. Um, we don't know. But I, I like, I, I don't, I don't think I need to nitpick it as much as that. Like, I thought, I thought that scene was fine. Um, I understand. Yeah, I totally get the choice of wardrobe when she showed up. That was kind of, that bugged me. Um, but overall, I still think it's, I really enjoyed it. I think, um, I don't, I actually thought the twist with her and Smith being connected was great. Uh, and how they can pop popcorn together. I'm pretty sure they put it in the trailer. Exactly. What are you you supposed to do about trailers? Don't watch them. Put three together and live in it. (laughs) (laughs) that's in the movies guys that was a joke that was related to the movie that we're talking about today on the podcast yep 
Yeah, why do they pop popcorn? Because they heat up when like, they're around it, each other, I guess. Like, their emotions become physically so, manifested. I didn't, I didn't notice that till my I was rewatching. Because Jason Bateman kept saying, is it hot yeah. in here? Yeah. Yeah. Now, also the other short shrift that Charlie's got was, like, in their little battle, she kind of kicks his ass. She's like, I'm stronger than you. I'm better than you. And then... She gets... At the end of the movie, she's like, you had to save me every time we ever met, ever. And she's like, had no agency whatsoever in the relationship. She was just all of a sudden the damsel in distress in their story, their love story. And I was like, huh? I thought you were the badass that was bigger, better, and stronger than him. I don't know. Um, she, I just, Charlize is too good an actress to get thrown into that kind of role, I feel like, in the yeah. back half. But again, like I, I see the potential, and I, I'm, I'm on board with the movie until she throws him out the house, and I, I just don't think anything really worked after that. And there's not even a bunch of superhero action in this well, movie, like, really. Something that I've like I complained about it with um, Justice League and Wonder Woman. It's like this movie doesn't have a good villain. Like the villain mm. they choose is the random guy that he is Eddie got Marsden. his arm or hand chopped off randomly, and suddenly he's the big yeah. bad of the movie. Yeah, I agree with that too, but yeah. then that's that's I think that's been an issue for most superhero movies in general. Like Thor has Loki, uh, Captain America. Yeah, but Loki's he, awesome. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's like we've had one really good Marvel villain. Uh, I mean, some. I'd say we've had better ones than. You're giving them credit for like just one. Yeah, Kurt Russell. I'd I say, say Kurt Russell was good. I'd say, say that um, Lee Pace was good in Guardians. Oh, oh I did not like Pace at all. Uh, well, I mean, he's, he's better than this at least. But he, okay, here's the thing that's great about Orc Cop. In Orc Cop, you had a great supporting character with Joel Edgerton. <laughs> That's and true. It added to That's some true. comic relief, and it gave you someone to really cheer for. Um, in this movie... Joel Edgerton is great Oh my gosh, and he's so I good. Say, I did not like that movie, but he is really like, great in I, that movie. Oh my god. One of the most lovable characters, like, ever. Like, ah. Uh. Have you ever seen... Is it Alien Nation? That's what that movie is basically a play on, is this... Alienation was a TV show, but the first movie was like uh, James Caan and Mandy Patinkin, I think, where Mandy Patinkin is the first aliens exist in this alternate universe, and he's the first alien to become a cop. I mean, they basically ripped off the fucking movie, <laughs> but um, but you can tell Joel Edgerton was definitely looked to that role. Um, but yeah, so, moving on. Go no, ahead. you're Sorry, good. Um, Jason Bateman didn't really cut it in that department. I think. I think. A little bit, he was... Yeah, he, he had was, a couple moments. Like, like there's the part where yeah, Hancock I mean, went out the first time after, like, he was in prison. He's just like, don't break the building, don't break the building, as he's flying around the city. <laughs> it's like, well, I, I enjoyed that, but I don't know. The one the one for me is, like, when he's when he's first helping him out, and he, he just shows him the clips on YouTube. I, that, that scene with the whale, I laugh oh, at that poor whale. Animal abuse, add that to his list, okay? <laughs> so, like... <laughs> Here's the thing. I I get that he was kind of the moral center of this movie and the one that was trying to redeem Hancock and make him a better person. 
I get that. Because he wants to give medicine away for free, just in case you couldn't tell he was a good person. Well, uh, but what were the stakes to, like, he was this person in a very cutthroat industry that's trying to do something How good with it. How is he still in that industry, I'd, like, is my question. But, dude, it's completely unrealistic. I, like, I have no idea. Like, and it doesn't even give any backstory as to, like why he's trying to change up the industry and like make it for better whereas in orc cop joel edgerton's the first (laughs) orc cop and so he's got stakes he's he says in the movie i've wanted to be a cop since i was a kid like and he's like he's pleading with will smith to believe him that he would never like sell him out it was one of the most human movement moments of that movie and it was coming from a character that wasn't human and it was just Hancock was missing that, and which is why I think yeah. Orc Cop is better. Yeah, Bateman just needs to quit his job and start like a meatball madness truck. <laughs> well, and there isn't there there you're you're right though in that there is it's hard to really connect to anyone Hancock or Charlize once she becomes a superhero. I mean, I don't know, I don't know what was connected you to those guys, uh, Ben. Since you're the one who enjoyed the I mean, movie. for me, it's like, I, I think I look at them as like, these these are gods among, among men, but they, 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 they just want to be accepted. And they're really, in, a, in my sense, they kind of aren't. Like, Charlize Theron has to hide who she is, and Will Smith is, you know, he, he's an idiot, and he's made mistakes, and he just can't catch a break, and... You know, despite the good he does, nobody points that out. They just point out, oh, well, you, you know, destroyed this amount of property or you cost the city millions of dollars. I mean, does it count as doing good if you, like, almost kill all the cops that are there to do their job? Like, is he saving the day? (laughs) So here's one thing I actually... almost kill any of them, but he... Um, in that car chase? There's definitely some dead cops on that street. They were fine, but the... For me, it was like, you know, like, yeah, like the the one for me is the train. Yes, he could have done a, and Jason Bateman even says he could have, you know, flown up. He could have taken the car. But his goal was to do the right thing. He just fucked it up. He's a fuck up. But he really wanted to do the right thing. And I think that's, I can, I can say I've been in that situation where it's like, I, I want to do the right thing, but I don't know how. And, uh... I just wish someone um, could help me, and that—that's, I—I totally uh, sympathized with Hancock at, uh, and and uh, Bateman and uh, Charlize Theron. I think they almost had something with the group. Th- so I just watched John. You would probably really enjoy this movie, by the way. I watched this movie called The Work. Um, it's about prison group therapy, and twice a year up here in Folsom in California, they allow, they have a four day intensive session where uh, they allow public people from the outside get to come in and participate in these group therapy sessions. And yeah, I was crying throughout this movie every time, you know, one of these prisoners has this breakthrough on why they feel the way they feel. And I couldn't quite remember how the, group therapy stuff played out in this movie but that could, could have been an amazing moment I feel like that just 
he doesn't have a breakthrough then, or does he? What is what is he ultimately? All he said was, "I'm John Hancock and I drink," and then he got clapped. Too, like everyone applauded. Well, I think him. it's I think, but that's it's, it's eventually it's it's him opening up at all. Well, this yeah, is a guy you see this is... tiny moment of him opening up, and then the moment's gone. It's like they don't elaborate no, on it at all. But they they applauded him for for opening up, and and it's this. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who's been closing himself off to everybody. It's like, well, everyone thinks I'm an asshole. I might as well be. And the first the first time he's like, maybe I can kind of let my guard down with these people. And he does. And, hey, look at that. They're not bringing out the, the pitchforks and torches. They just... I, to me, it's like Hancock is Superman. Nope. If he, if he hadn't had <laughs> Ma and Pa Kent. Like... Superman. Uh, had this, he could have this... had them, but he has amnesia, so he doesn't remember. But it, that's my point. <laughs> he doesn't have a guiding moral compass. Superman had that from a very early age. And I Hancock mean, he's had eighty years world. to learn it. <laughs> well, okay. It, who would teach? No one would teach it to him. I mean, you can find teachers anywhere. Just look for them. <laughs> I, I, there's, there's three of them on this podcast, John. I will well, say, I what, think what, generally, if you're going to be a good person, you can be a good person. Actually, John, before you say something, I'm going to say something. Uh, I'm playing a little bit of armchair screenwriter here, but I feel like if you would have had him open up and maybe unlock a little bit of his past, like given us a little more backstory, and then he tells that at a dinner with Charlize and Jason Bateman, that makes the pivot... They could get away with that extreme pivot that they make because he would be on the verge of figuring that out. Um, it just seems like that's like a no-brainer to me. Like, could have really helped the movie make more sense in the back half. But um, And then you want to have giant exposition dumps by Charlize either in the middle of what's supposed to be the climax of the movie. Uh, but, again, we're all in hindsight. Um, John, what do you have to say? Well, I think one thing, and you guys touched on it, that this movie, I think for coming out so early in the time of when superhero films were taking off, um, the kind of meta-narrative that it had, or meta-commentary that it had on this idea of, like, yeah, superheroes just can't get away with, like, some of the stuff that they get away with. And, yeah, Hancock was the extreme of a superhero that didn't care whatsoever anyway. But one of the main criticisms of Justice League, or not Justice League, excuse me, Man of Steel, we said was, or a while ago was, when it came out was, look at all this destruction that's going on. Superman and Zod just basically took out a city. I didn't complain about that. Yeah, so- I find that argument incredibly stupid. <laughs> yeah well and i it's here's what i think i think it made enough of a cultural ripple that uh it got incorporated into the mcu like the whole reason civil war existed as a movie was because of this nature of okay we have superheroes we have uh meta beings running around what's the consequences that is set up for some of the actions that they have and then they had to and in batman versus superman they bent over backwards you know to explain that the place they fought was like uninhabited just everyone who left had evacuated <laughs> yeah that is like a classic like this whole thing that i think secretly might be where the start of a lot of our downfall in society started recently weirdly is 
I don't know if I'd mention this on the podcast, but like how basically Mass Effect 3 came out, people didn't like the ending. Yep. And they bent they bent over backwards to a large vocal minority. And this like empowered the whole Gamergate movement, basically, I feel like. And yeah, there's like all these little conspiracy dots you could connect. But that is that just seems so silly to me that you would go out of your way. Like, just make what you want to make. Who cares what these people are saying? I don't know. I mean, just to end that Superman thing, like, the reason I don't connect these two stories is because, like, Hancock's doing all this destruction. Like, he's not saving the planet in these fights. Like, if he doesn't do all this destruction, yeah, that happens. But it's either that, we accept that, or the apocalypse happens. This is just a drunk guy flying around dropping cars on things. And it's like, it's not equal. Yeah, it's interesting that it's basically, like, isn't this a term, like, Spider-Man is a street-level hero. Yeah. But Hancock's a street-level hero with, with like, like Lauren just said, he's world-ending... World-ending world you know, power, yeah. Power, like he's, yeah. He's like... It's like calling in Superman to stop a mugging. Yeah. Yeah. Which he does. Superman does that kind of stuff, too, I guess. He kind of I mean, if it's in. Lois Lane. There's that great montage in Superman Returns where he's running all over the city helping little There are great little scenes in that things movie. Out. Superman Returns is good. Yeah. False. Not false. <laughs> the best part of Superman Returns is <laughs> The best part of Superman Returns is the aforementioned part that Ben just referenced. <laughs> no, no, no that? not that. Yeah, thing. what did the you other, reference? The other thing. Kevin Spacey. Well, yeah, but at the time the movie was good. Now I can't like it thanks to him. But <laughs> oh, he was doing a wrong. I gotcha. Yeah, he see, wrong. Yeah, there, there it is. <laughs> Our commander in chief, um, ladies and gentlemen. The 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 movie's still good, even if Kevin Spacey's in it. Kevin um, Spacey's not in Hancock. He's in Superman he's, Returns. No, I know, I know. I'm just Superman Returns is way better than Hancock. Putting it out there now. Mm-hmm. Nope. That's true. I'm gonna, Ben's going to hate me for that I'm opinion. I'm going to agree to disagree on that one. With you Lauren's going to skate by on that. Man, I... Uh, <sighs> no, I just... Uh, just adding it to no, the list. No, say it. Adding, say it. Adding it to the list. Just adding it to oh, the list. The, oh, add it to that list. What the list? list. <laughs> the list He's going to list Zach the movies likes. that he doesn't believe... It's okay. Like. like I figured out through these past months that I can have an equal list for Zach and Ben number yeah, wise. I, like. I was gonna say I've got my own. Like I mean, you guys all know how much power, how much I love that Power Rangers movie. So how the fuck are we still talking about Power Rangers after all? <laughs> yeah, you like a lot of mediocre movies. I, just, I don't think I'm that hard to impress. Is the problem? Apparently, I'm the only one here who likes Hancock. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I just, it feels, I think it hurts even more because it just feels like wasted potential. Yeah. Because, um, it, it, like, there, there's a good idea here. There's some good ideas here. And I mean, there had to be something good with it. Deadpool stole from it with that opening car chase. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's just, where's the action? Like, how much does this movie cost to make? Let me look this up. I just saw it. it just, Budget that, is I don't know if, 150 million. What? Was half of that to 
pay Will Smith for it? I guess. I would not be surprised. I mean, the effects... I mean, granted, I get it. It's 2008. Making an Iron Man fly and land and crash is a lot easier to make look good than a human. But, I mean, the effects were groan-worthy at times, I thought. Ben, do you think they've aged well or not? Uh, now, I'm not visuals, saying it ruined the movie. I'm just curious. The visuals in yeah. in Hancock? No, yeah. I, I think it lo- It did not look great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm not going to hold that against the movie. I was just surprised at how ugly it did kind of look. Yeah. Um, I, I think oh, it- speaking of visuals, though, like I like how they just dropped in this thing that like they can control the weather. <laughs> Yeah, all of a sudden she's like, I'm She's Storm bringing tornadoes down. She, like, she can. I don't think he can. Well, see, yeah. that's why I wish they had brought that into the movie before the last third of the movie. Because there's definitely stuff there that would have been interesting. It's just it mm-hmm. got, felt so tacked on at the end. Like, why doesn't the little kid, like, start looking up Hancock and, like, discovering some secret history some like where's the book that secretly explains what the fuck yeah he, is? he can be that kid in it who goes to the library and just looks at all the photos <laughs> it's like hey who's this man from 80 years ago in miami I mean, I to be honest i would have loved a sequel that delved into it further but i don't think i don't know i just feel that. like i would rather no. have a hawkman movie than another hancock because that kind of has a similar backstory i'm curious if what this movie would looks like if Peter Berg's not directing it. Um, I I do. Well, like I mean, Peter if it Berg. was made today, the it would be it would be Mark favorite, Wahlberg my in favorite it. Favorite action movies. Yeah, just throwing it out there. Peter Berg. I do. No, I do movie. like. I do like. I'm not saying he doesn't know how to make no, an action. No, no, no. Movie. I'm just saying, like, I I like Peter Berg. Is what I just. Mm-hmm. Um, I I do too. Usually, um, but, uh, I think the scale. Is he, he can't handle this epic scale. Like, I don't think Battleship or Hancock worked very well. Plus, how, is it, I feel okay, like... how is it that this man did Friday Night Lights and Parenthood, which are some of the best TV shows of the modern era, <laughs> and then fucking has these films to his credit? Like, well, that's what, what I'm saying. Heck? He's better in that smaller scope, uh, I don't think... I oh, think. no, he did do the TV series, too. Never mind. I thought it was just yeah, the movie. Did, he directed well, the he pilot. Well, I thought it was just the movie. I'm looking at director. I'm pretty sure he was the showrunner, too. The rundown was great. No. Uh, I haven't seen Deepwater Horizon or Patriots. Oh, wow. He's got like three movies with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, that's what I was just saying. If he did it today, it'd be Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I haven't seen Deepwater or Patriots Day, but I've heard they're both actually pretty good. And Is Lone Survivor good? Oh, who's the survivor? Lone, Lone Survivor okay. has okay. great sound mixing. <laughs> who's the survivor? Marky Mark. Yeah, no, I know. I'm it's just... always Marky Mark. It's, but that I movie's just... got Taylor Kitsch. It's got. It, it's got a great I enjoyed cast, it. Actually, like the ending felt a little rushed. Yes, yes. Because they had to have a lone survivor. Well, I mean, well, there a is a lone story. survivor. Yeah, it's a true story. <laughs> yeah, I know. But... Um, I also never saw the Kingdom, but heard that was good as well. So, um, is that the one? Um, that's the one with Jamie Fox. Jamie right? Fox. Yeah, yeah, actually, that's really good. I like that. Yeah. But again, that was like a smaller scale action movie than yeah, this Hancock. I feel or like I was. saw that, but if I did, I definitely forgot it. But it looks so familiar. It's like Jennifer Garner, uh, Jason. Jason, ba- yeah, Jason. Yeah, Bateman that's the soldier. one thing I know because I'm looking at the list of actors. Uh, I think Kyle, I think Coach Taylor's in it too. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, but he I is. I don't know. I, 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 uh, I don't know. I, I don't know where this movie... Again, I'm probably giving Vince Gilligan some belated, you know, some retroactive too much props for his I mean, script. If they would have maintained it, would have been better. But... Um, False. But uh, I don't know. I feel like they're just... the. Peter Berg's directorial style is too kinetic for this, like too in your face and close up, and and like I said, they it's like they didn't even try to do big action scenes in the movie. Well, and do you know what? Maybe that's the reason why I connected with it during the dialogue and during the earlier portions is because it reminded me of kind of the cinematography in Friday Night Lights or Parenthood. That was like you said, like really in your face and really intimate and close about like the human interactions or whatever. Um, yeah, the action I really didn't like. It's not like it's not that it was bad, but I just I I don't really think about it. It's not something I come back to, except the parts that you guys were talking about. You know, going back like, to what Ben said earlier, maybe she was drunk in that scene because you know she kept feeling <laughs> things that happened to him, and he's drunk all the time. So maybe she was getting residual drunk from him. Yeah, when did that's that another happen? thing. Like their connection makes no sense. They start throwing yeah, in things where she's like jerking ET when in. he gets shot, and yeah, exactly. That's another reason I don't like this movie because the ET connection. <laughs> so, John, did you write a review on Litterbox during this podcast? No. Yes. John, <laughs> like sometimes I legit hate you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a two and a half star review of Hancock, and it says this movie sucked, Ben. Okay, well, at least it's just a sentence. I don't hate you anymore, but that's still super obnoxious. Two and a half stars, and you said, and you don't like it? Two and a half stars is an average score (laughs) out of five? All right, I'm looking at my battleship score on Letterboxd. (laughs) (laughs) I gave it two and a half stars. How okay? So hold on. I don't think let's, I graded Hancock. Let's see. Let's compare two and a half stars to John to a two and a half stars. I gave uh, Hancock Zach. two and a half stars originally. So okay, I think I'd give it two stars this time. D D plus. Did he direct uh, Battleship? Yes. I thought we just said I, I he did. Yeah. That's not. That's not something I'm going to ever see. I'm just going to be honest. It was here. surprisingly entertaining. Yeah, it was entertaining. It's not good, but it's entertaining. Um, yeah, but you like. Some people say the same thing about the Transformers movies, and I just... I... Well, the first couple were. No, the first Transformers movie is great. The second one is dumpster fire. The third one's he... barely watchable. The fourth one the third basically hurt not me. Bad. I'd say first first is good, second is okay, the rest suck. Oh, the second Here's what is... I'll say. Oh, I will I never cannot... not watch a Transformers movie for the first time. After that, I probably will never watch it again. But, like... I'm telling you, Bumblebee's gonna be good this year. I mean, I'm, it I'm has calling Haley it right signed. now. I am. I am waiting <laughs> for Zach to buy the last night on Voodoo, and as soon as he I'm, does, I'm I've been wa- circling it. I've been circling it. It's been around ten dollars, <laughs> but I think I'm gonna wait for five. Fair enough. Please, please, like, send me a text or enable it so I get a notification on my phone because I will stop Here's every. The sad thing. I will stop everything that I'm doing, including teaching, to watch that movie. The three D, the last night with three D with the three D Blu-ray is ten dollars right now, and I'm not pulling the trigger. Man, I just don't like movies that make our heroes the villains, like Superman in Optimus oh, Prime. Because it makes Optimus the bad guy. Yeah. I mean, doesn't it? That's well, what the trailer make, looks like. Yes, 
Yes, it do- it does. It's kind of like the Fast and the Fate of the Furious, <laughs> but it's a Transformers <laughs> version. Which one is that one? That's the most recent one. The most recent. Okay, one. I haven't seen six or seven. I've seen up to. I think I've seen one. No, through seven five. or eight. Seven and eight. Okay, seven I haven't seen seven or eight then. Okay, I really um, want to cross over Fast and Furious Transformers movie now. I think no, that'd be we awesome. Need, what we need to do if is Optimus Prime just smash and then we're done. Um, like, it's all good. Hey, they killed Channing. They don't need to. No, not happening. They killed Channing. He dies. Dude, we've talked about this one. on the podcast. Yeah, he was we like did. the main point of me watching that movie. I never he saw. Was gone. That movie was okay. I mean, they looked awful. Lauren mentioned okay. this. She was like, "Yeah, he dies in like the first five minutes of the second one." By the way, I'm, I, most of this isn't going to be in. M- most of this isn't going to be in the podcast. I think we're pretty much done with Hancock. But um, did did you see did Ben? Did you see Jumanji? Yeah, yeah. and it's great. It was good. It's great. John, did so you see like it? we should probably no. hold our expectations low, but be hopeful. I don't know. Th- that movie is making. No, so I'm just much making a money. joke about how Ben liked this movie, but no one else did. That's hurtful, but okay. Just go in, go in expecting. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were so accepting of it. That's hurtful, but let's move on. <laughs> uh, but but anyway, um, if you if you go in. Just expecting like dumb fun, you will not be disappointed. If you're going in like, okay, man, I can't wait yeah, to that's see definitely these what I'm expecting. Dumb fun. Yeah, then you'll think, be fun. Okay, but that's here's why the problem. Like, here's the problem I, I have with that though, because then the movie becomes, hey, let's watch the novelty of uh, The Rock and Kevin Hart and Jack Black. Like, it becomes less about the actual movie and more about the just, like, I like it. It no longer is a I'm story. I'm going for Joe uh, Jonas. I don't know about you, but you know, um, it's no longer I, about like a potential story. It's about just the novelty of seeing these actors on the screen doing like crazy things in a different setting. Like that's all that the movie becomes about. And that, let, let's introduce you to the world of comedy. That's a lot of comedies. Yeah. I mean, uh, the reason I, I was mean, so excited for this at first is because I saw Kevin Hart and the, and the Rock in uh, Central Intelligence. I still need I to see like, that one too. It's like, yeah, that's one of the reasons I got excited for this. Um, that's gonna do it for Hancock, I think. Wait, I do we even know what works. what did we end on with Hancock? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm hoping this transition works. Um, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed our first flashback episode. Uh, we're gonna be revisiting. <laughs> Sadly, I think of our 2008 movie... Well, I guess we have 12 2008 movies. So a third of our 2008 movies are at least... Um, are going to be Iron Man and Dark Knight, which we're both going to do uh, within the next couple months, actually. Um, in May, we're going to have a lot of superhero fun uh, being at a big summer blockbuster. Oh, I had one more thing to talk about okay. about Hancock, and I just remembered it. Can we talk about the whole eagle thing? No. It's like, he did, well, like, just, they're everywhere, but we don't really get a reason why he's so in love with them, and then he gets an eagle at the end of the movie. America. But, no, I feel like it was supposed to be something like, ooh, maybe they lived in Egypt at one point, and they had eagles, and blah, blah, blah. It's like, it feels like it was part of the backstory we just didn't get to explore. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Okay it was just it. weird, though. He just I showed up with an eagle at the end of the movie. Eagle! I, thought it was um, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, Anyone else get okay. that reference? 
So I'll use that to end the Hancock portion of the movie. Thanks, Lauren. You're welcome. Um, uh, we'll do one more flashback before our next new release, which is going to be Black Panther. Um, Lauren, are you seeing Black Panther early? I don't know. I haven't gotten an invite yet. Mm. I did, however, get my invite to the next Fifty Shades movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll have a podcast about that one, too, if you want. Okay. Because um, nothing uh, I want to do more than talk about sex with you. <laughs> <laughs> D- Lauren, in all seriousness, did you see the first two Fifty Shades? Yeah. Have you read the books? No, but my sister did, and they are pure garbage. Like, writing-wise, okay. the author is not talented. Okay. Hey, I will say this again. The first movie is pretty solid. The well, I'm just talking movie... about, like, she's not a good I know. writer. The story oh, might I know. be okay. I, know. I don't know. I'm just I'm just defending the Fifty Shades movie. The second movie is not a good movie, but it's, like, a sexy enough romance movie. It, it eh. achieves what it wants to be. I mean, they're be, bad, I but think. I keep coming back because Dakota Johnson's only in so much, and I like her. Yeah, and she's adorable and well, a lot I'm, of fun to watch. I, I love that one guy from... He was in... Once upon a time, I hate that they killed him off. So, spoiler alert! Oh, I hate yeah, that they, they killed did. him out so early, and then, and like that show retconned so much. And I know, um, who's I the Once Upon a Time on this movie? The main guy in Fifty Shades. The main guy, Gray. Oh, yeah. Okay. I guess I guess um, okay. it was kind of dramatic. That's another actually. fun thing about the Fifty Shades movies because you know they hate each other. <laughs> just like watching them it's like this well, must have been so have played, uncomfortable they played that down after the second first movie so we'll see what do you mean they, they played it down like they just stopped like talking about it or maybe like they, they get along maybe they became friends again who knows um, wait you mean the actual actors and actresses actors. yeah apparently they the like leads did not enjoy each other's company that's unfortunate how could you not enjoy dakota fanning's defining johnson's company who knows she seems so nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Zach Oldenburg. You can find our writings at middleofrow.com. You can find me on Twitter, Letterboxd, wherever you like, at, at Zach Oldenburg. I'm Ben Grigsby. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at the Grigsby Bear. Uh, and you can find all of us on Facebook at Middle of the Row. Uh, my name is John Rahul. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at another Rahul J. You can follow us on Twitter at Middle of Row, where we post updates on when podcast episodes come out and when reviews and that kind of thing come out. So yeah, follow us at Middle of Row on Twitter. And I'm Lauren Heimbaugh. You can follow me on Twitter at Beware of Trees, and you can find us on Tumblr at middleofrow.tumblr.com. And until then, the best seats are in the middle of the row. Stop. <laughs>